The Millennial Life Coach is a podcast of real-life, candid conversations about millennials navigating the ups and downs of adulthood. The podcast is hosted by Millennial Life Coach Jessica Knight, who is on a mission to help those in their 20s and 30s to break free from what society says they should be doing, accept where they are, and feel empowered and ready to create a life of their own. Hello and welcome back. Today we have Maggie back and Maggie is going to talk about the second part of her journey which her and I refer to as her spiritual awakening. Maggie and I will talk through what she went through when she returned from her trip, all of the healers that she went to to try and understand herself and how she said yes to the invitation to unlock more and more of herself because she had the time and space and really owned that. We mention a few healers on this podcast, all of which I will put in the show notes. So don't feel like you need to jot down a name pretty quickly. It will be there as well as Maggie's information. If you want to reach out and connect with her or sign up for a reading from her, I really hope that you can see yourself in Maggie's journey. And I really hope that this is helpful. Okay, so Maggie's back for part two, where we will talk through her spiritual journey as her and I continue to refer to it of basically what happened after she came back from South Africa. We end the last podcast with Maggie in South Africa, you know, all the cards sort of fell into place. She had a job like her, she got laid off, which is what she wanted. She extended her trip in South Africa. She met people on her trip and was hanging out with people and trying to do things in South Africa. And then do you think the spiritual journey started there? Like right before you left or do you think it happened when you came back? Yeah, it definitely started there for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what was happening? Yeah. Oh, actually. So before South Africa, I had a reading. This was in December. I had an astrology reading. You and I have spoken with the same astrologer. She's a genius. So her name is mm-hmm. Bessa. And I was curious about it. So I had an astrology reading in, yeah, I think it was December of last year. And it, like, I had never felt so seen in mm-hmm. my life and it weirded me out. So I kind of got incredibly curious about astrology, but put it kind of on the back burner because it truly just confused me like how much this person understood how I was feeling and how much she just understood me as a person. Um, So that happened before South Africa. And I think it just kind of planted some curiosity into other ways of healing because I had been in coaching for a couple months at this point. So when I was in South Africa, there were two things that were in retrospect, pretty pivotal to this, I would say catalyst to this Mm -hmm. awakening. The layoff, which was three days before the trip, was kind of was definitely a catalyst into me feeling like there was I was being guided in some way. And then in South Africa, I had a Reiki session. And then I also met someone who I would say his role in my whole journey was like awakening my heart chakra, if you will. So I had this like week-long encounter <laughs> with, <laughs> with someone that um yeah, it just felt like a really strange, like I had never really had these feelings before. So it's even hard for me to articulate it now, but like I could feel it in my chest. Like I felt like my chest was being like pulled apart at times and I had never had that feeling before. And initially it just confused me until I understood that it was really like 
truly just me being like cracked open. Like I had been so closed off to real emotion and real connection and real life for so long that this experience, like I I would just say like cracked me open. And it was, I, I would say the relationship between me and this guy was the catalyst for that, which I feel like was his role in all of this. But but yeah, that happened over there. Yeah. And with that connection with that guy, as I remember it, it was one of the, or maybe the first like conscious connections that you had with somebody where you were having these big, these like large conversations that weren't superficial, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that yeah. cut really deep. Is that right? Yeah. I just, I'll say, I think I said it about astrology too, but it was the second time in like the course of a few months where I just felt really seen. And obviously it was more meaningful in an intro, like a, you know, a guy, like a romantic sense to feel that way. But I had felt seen for the first time in any kind of romantic relationship. Like I had, and I have had very long partnerships before and I still don't feel like they were able to kind of see through me in the way that this person did. So that was a lot to take in and I was confused by it initially. But it was really also awakening in a new sense that there are relationships and people that you can connect with in this life that are are way more meaningful and exciting and spiritual than than what I had been experiencing. So it kind of opened my eyes to a new way of interacting with people too. Yeah. And how like almost elevating to that place of, you know, what you want in a partnership Mm -hmm. or like the elements of what you want in a partnership rather than Mm -hmm. I think that feeling that you had of, I can't have this thing or I can't have this kind of connection or these guys don't exist. Mm -hmm. This this was now it was different. Yeah. And so you come back from South Africa and as your coach, what I remember from you is really like feeling like you wanted to like almost like break out of your apartment in a way like yeah. you landed and you were like, I can't be here. And that was just, I think that was also happening like in your body, like in your soul too. So talk about what it was like that first week when you came back. Yeah. I think I mentioned this a little bit on the first episode, but the first week I came back, it was totally, it was just raw and mm-hmm. it was hard to be in Boston where I didn't feel like I was experiencing meaningful connections in the way that I wanted to. And so I did, I was just like drinking for those first two weeks and just feeling like, get me out of here. And then something just switched. And I was like, this isn't the way to like continue. This isn't the same feeling. Right. And I think that was kind of what helped me really stop drinking was I was like this escapist attitude that I have, or like this longing for something more like this is not found in these drunken nights, like partying with people who I don't want to like be around. And so I think I really understood after my experience in South Africa, that that wasn't the, the, that was not the experience and the connections that I was wanting. And so I stopped drinking and I literally just like hibernated. I think I, like, I, I feel like I spent the next three months, like laying on my apartment floor and just like clearing my chakras or whatever. But I was just sort of like, I'm not around people I necessarily want to be around. And I'm confused by some of the experiences that I've just had and continued to have, like once I got home and we can talk more about that. But I wasn't enjoying the apartment um, environment though. So that was kind of difficult where I just wanted to be more outside and more in nature, but it was still kind of that gray cold time in Boston. You also were in an apartment, which you touched on in the last episode that had a lot of like, it had a lot of social life. It had a lot of people that Mm -hmm. knew you. There had people that had an idea of you based on who you were, you know, before you went and didn't know about all these changes. And so you like entered the same environment, but you were feeling new and and really, really raw at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I stopped socializing. I, I stopped going out pretty much completely. 
um, even friends who weren't in that apartment. I just remember feeling like I didn't really know how to be in the world in this new way. So I, I like I had a friend who people like wanted to see me once I got home from this trip. So this one friend who I'm really close with, she lives like a mile away. She was like, I really, let's catch up. And I think this was probably a month after my trip and I hadn't seen her in a while. And I walked outside of my apartment and I just like sat down on a park bench and just cried. I was like, I can't come over. I was like, I don't know what, how to talk about things right now. Like I'm still processing so much. And I didn't say any of this to her. I think I gave some excuse about like, I'm exhausted. I'm sorry. But I just like couldn't, I didn't really know how to be a person. And <laughs> anymore mm-hmm. and and I and so I just stopped socializing truly I think uh, like uh, for at least two months I just I stayed in my apartment and what happened there was just a real kind of yeah I you can call it awakening a personal awakening but I just there was a complete shift in my belief system and my beliefs in the world and I just was seeing the world completely differently and I really wanted to just be with myself and really just kind of like comfort myself in ways that I was, you know, cause I was always trying to escape myself. So I think, you know, in retrospect, it was really me just wanting to like be with me. And I was journaling a ton. I was like exploring all of these new spiritual tools, like literally, I don't know, all I did like every other day was like talk to some new spiritual, you know, healer in a different modality. And we can like get into all the specific ones that I tried, but I, I just went down this rabbit hole of like energy clearing and, and tarot and astrology and all this stuff. But yeah, and, and so I'll stop there though. But yeah, so something I just want to frame was that you like the invite when you came back and you felt really raw. I remember at the beginning, you did try and run away from it a little bit. There were people were trying to get you to go on trips and stuff like that, but you had such a resistance. So it was like your mind was like, I should go. And your heart was like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And then, and so you'd stay. And I feel like the invitation was there for you to just actually be with yourself and you almost like you accepted it. You were like, I have this time. You didn't get caught up in the, I need to go get a job or I need to figure out this stuff. You were like, I have unemployment. I can Mm -hmm. take this time and I'm going to take this time and I'm going to let it be whatever it is. And you allowed that. I think a lot of us don't really allow it. And you, I think you knew like, this might be one of the only times in my life where I have the ability to do this yep. and I'm going to. Yeah. That's a, I think that's an important point too, because it's true. And I, I felt liberated. Like I didn't care at all about my employment status. Like I didn't care at all about like any of the, I just knew. Yeah, I did. I, there was just this quiet knowing that like this time is important. I didn't really know why, but it was like, I need to just, yeah, I need to just be right now. And I, historically for sure i just i would run as fast as i could from that kind of like situation mm-hmm. or so yeah that that was a, a big change a big shift in how i was operating yeah and there were so many emotions at that time i guess like when i was reflecting back on this last night thinking about today something that i was thinking about was that you were really emotional because you didn't know why you were getting like this like you were feeling so called to just explore yourself more like it was just it felt so opening but also mm-hmm. stuff with the guys started to shift with which also act, was like very activating. Mm-hmm. And so let's actually go there first and then let's go back to the you exploring you part. So you mm-hmm. you come back and I think you felt all right, I'm going to stay in touch with the people I met in South Africa mm-hmm. and then things started to shift a little bit and that didn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz it was romantic 
and there was an attraction. And then when I got back, it was just like friendly. And I almost defaulted to feeling like he was the key to my, to that feeling of feeling like seen and feeling open. And so it was, it was confusing for me to navigate that. And it did distract me from myself and also just wanting to understand that connection. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was so different from what you've ever had. So, yeah, yeah, you know, but I, and so while like, so while that heart chakra was like very, very open, it, you know, and even though this wasn't, as I said, this wasn't like a breakup, but a lot of times in breakups, they like open us up to all these parts of ourselves because we're like so activated and so anxious. And what was happening, like, you know, as you were dealing with like, I want to understand this. And I also want to understand my feelings. You also were feeling so emotional around like, just like that, that part of you that wanted to know more or just wanted to make sense of a lot of the pieces of like your inner puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot. <laughs> it was just yeah. a lot of uncovering and there was past moons from past relationships that hadn't been healed fully. So I was doing like, in addition to still having this, this guy like kind of on the perimeter I was also doing like I was doing like hypnosis, you know, I was doing like these energy clearings. I was doing these like Akashic records, which is like connect to your soul's purpose. I was literally, I mean, I, I don't know how many people I talked to. I, I signed, I was still in coaching training. So I was coaching with people and talking about this with, with people in the coaching space. Cause they were like one of the only safe spaces, like in addition to you, where I could start to talk about spirituality um, because most people in my life are very atheist. Um, so I had like all of these self-development outlets that I was doing during the day, but it still was hard for me to understand. It was, it was hard for me to understand my emotions and specifically with this guy, but also just in general. And I think I said this on the last podcast episode, but because I had spent so many years numbing, myself like this flood this wave of like feeling things that i had been ignoring so kind of still processing and making peace with past relationships like again not like reaching out to guys and being like hey you know it was just like more me being like allowing these feelings to finally just like move through me so it did just feel like this wave of emotions and yeah it's exhausting i was taking naps like i was really tired i i was i never nap but i started to take naps during the day like i just had such low energy um it was really exhausting (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so i want you to the best that you can give me the laundry list of all the things that you tried during this time yeah it's really crazy so i was doing i was still really curious about astrology so i signed up for an astrology course and i started i started there which led to another modality called human design which also led to tarot cards because tarot is linked to astrology so i started studying all three of those things pretty intensely and then i was working with digital or over zoom just different healers that i was interested in so one was an akashic records healer one was a starseed meditation healer one was just a like a an energy reiki healer who removed you know, was like working on removing all of like the block energy and limiting beliefs of feeling like I'm not enough. Um, I was working with, yeah, hypnosis. Like I worked with someone, I think it's called rapid transformational therapy. She made like a personalized hypnosis meditation for me to like listen to every night about overcoming, you know, the feeling of not being enough. And then I was working with, um, 
God, there's more. I'm like blanking on it now. But yeah, so there was also the coaching. I had like two life coaches at one point, like which is just weird. I was working with an embodiment coach, which was someone to learn how to like get in touch with because I just wanted to feel like in my body because I felt like my I was really disrespectful to my body in terms of just like, you know, all the alcohol abuse and the overeating to numb as well was a huge thing. So I was trying to figure out how to get into my body. There was like Tantra was like of interest because that's also more of just like being comfortable and sensual in your body. Cause with men, you know, I just hated my body and I never felt comfortable during sex and I wouldn't feel comfortable. I never was feeling really comfortable to just be me. So I was wanting to just like crack open and like eliminate all of those things. So I worked with this like one-on-one like Tantra zoom person to like try to like get me to be more like sort of intimate and like comfortable with myself physically. And then I was doing, I did a retreat. Like I went to a, an actual retreat about abundance. So then I'm like, I was just trying to do all the, all the things and like start learning to talk to spirit guides, which, so then, and I started to receive messages and downloads as all of this was happening. So that was very confusing for me as well. Like I would hear, started to have very vivid dreams. And I also would hear kind of like voices sometimes, but they were like inside it sounds like it was like me, like it wasn't outside of me, but it was not my voice. So I knew that it was like a message coming from a spirit guide. And it all was just, yeah, so it was like exciting. And I was curious, but I was also really confused. And I feel like I should also say it was hard for me in particular, because I went to Catholic school, first, second and third grade. And I just remember being like, no, like, I was so put off by Catholicism and church. Like I became an atheist at the age of like eight years old. Like my mom and my sister remember me saying things like God's not real. I mean, I just, whatever was happening at that school, like, you know, I just was not buying it. So being an atheist was a really important part of my identity. And it was like such a strong conviction that I carried, I would write you know, papers about it in college. Like I was just fascinated with atheism. I was like, people are being manipulated by the church. I can't. So for me, like opening up to spirituality is, it was confusing because that the concept of God had been so rooted in Catholicism for me. And so some of the terminology overlaps and I felt resistant to that at first because a lot of people use God for the, as a term for like source energy or the universe or this or that. So I, I understand that, but I was resistant to it for so long. So like that's another part of the reason why it was confusing for me. I was like, do I believe in God now? You know, I was kind of like, what's happening? But the truth of the matter is like, there's an, I still don't identify with any religion whatsoever, but I, there is a whole world out there that we can't see. And I did, mm-hmm. I felt like my blinders were just taken off. Like it, it truly is like an awakening. Like I was awake to the way the world is into the, you know, consistent pulse of energy that just is, everything and that there are yeah there i mean there's you can use the term spirit or whatever you want to say but there's a consciousness there's a higher consciousness that we all can access like psychic gifts and intuitive gifts literally they live in every single human being they're a part of our brains really the right side of our brains so just sort of getting comfortable with that whole new belief system um because for me it's just it's just very real. Like that's just the way the world is now. Like that's how things operate. Like there are spirit guides, <laughs> there are unexplainable events that happen. And that's just what I came to understand. But the process was at times was scary, especially the voices part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The voice and the, and the dreams, the dreams. I remember being really tough on you because you were like, what, what is happening in my life? Yeah. And so a few of these modalities really stuck and they really helped you continue on that journey of exploration. 
you went into this space of I'm going to try all these things and I want to be as open as possible. And then after you did that, you started to ground more on the modalities that were speaking to you most. Yeah. So my belief system switched from kind of just being a person lost in the world, feeling like my career and was of the most importance and I needed to figure out how to make money and how to just be happy to just understanding that every single human being has a soul and we are imprinted with a soul. You know, it's very intentional and our, especially the stars and astrology and our birth charts carry sort of the blueprint to our highest selves, if you will, where it's like, it's a tool that you can leverage to understand yourself on a deeper level and to understand your soul's uh, purpose in this world. And so it very it became very important to me to start to live out my soul's purpose versus just my like, the ideas of what I wanted, you know, my life to be. And it resonated. So astrology, human design and tarot cards resonated the most with me. But also because it was just help, like, you know, kind of uncovering parts of myself that I already knew were there. So it just and it's a lot about storytelling too. Like it's just kind of the map of a personality, but it, they just made me feel like it was okay to be me. Like they weren't telling me anything I didn't know about myself, but it was just like, oh, I understand myself deeper. And it's okay that like I, you know, this is why I get super spacey at times. Like this is why I'm wanting to just like detach a lot of the times. Like this is part of my makeup and I can learn how to leverage that for um, more of a gift or to just start to notice when I'm, when I'm defaulting to more of the shadow sides of me. And, you know, kind of flip it around. So it was just like a deeper understanding of self and a higher purpose, which wasn't attached necessarily to a career or anything outside of me, but just like wanting to be the best version of me I could be, if if that makes sense. Yeah. And just to add on to that, I think human design in particular helped you lean into your natural way of being a lot more rather than pushing against, you know, some shoulds of, oh, I should be doing it this way or, oh, I should be doing it this way or I should throw this against the wall and see if it sticks. It was more like, that's not how I work. And if I know that that's not how I work, I'm not going to do it because it's just putting me in resistance right now. Yeah. So it's the human design is the energetic makeup of our of our beings and that we we act as though you know our society culturally we act as though everyone's built the same and, and we're just not so human design was really kind of cemented. yeah what'd you say enlightening enlightening and like kind of cemented a lot for me in terms of like i'm not i'm not meant to operate that way and i have a slower way of being and i have like a, a more gentler way of being and it also really helped me understand that my you know, because before I found human design and astrology, like I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I was always sort of losing myself to other people or feeling like an outsider of my own life and kind of always looking in and always reading stories and like watching other people operate. But that also is just a part of me. Like I'm very curious about other people and I learn through other people. That's how I'm meant to learn. So again, that line between learning from others versus losing yourself to others. But it also made me feel like that was okay that I was always really wanting that I was always wanting to read stories and like learn about other people. Like that doesn't mean that I that's you know giving away part of me. That's part of like it's like more empowering to say that I am learning this way and I am understanding myself deeper through others. So that was important for me too because it's what I do for a career now, but it's also fun like now i've just made it fun i'm like i love stories like i love the archetypes of astrology and the archetypes of tarot and human design and the stories that they tell us about you know the main character it's not like you know astrology isn't 
the story of a life. It's the story of a character, right? It's like, it's not predicting your life's path. It's just like, this is, these are the characters, these are the traits that you've been gifted. And like, what is this, what, who is this character? And so understanding everyone kind of from that storyteller lens is just really fun. You know, it's just made life fun. It's made me soften to people who I've historically had a very hard time interacting with because I'm like, oh, like that's their Virgo, whatever. That's a shadow of their Virgo side that's coming out right now. Like, okay. You know, and I don't like try to preach to them, but it just helps me consciously understand. Or if someone's, you know, a manifester in human design and in shadow, like that can be incredibly over, like an overpowering personality. So it's like recognizing that though. And it's just, yeah, it's really allowed me to soften towards other people that I was always kind of put off by. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that was a really good like description of what human design offered you and also how you decided to like lean into it, you know, and really narrow your focus into something that felt so helpful. And so Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, like kind of core to who you are now, you know, it's like, it's, it's almost as if, I guess when I think back to when you found it, it was like, you found like this like key to understanding yourself so much better. And Mm -hmm. it like offered so much relief too. And so, and you said the second thing that you really leaned into was tarot cards. And so Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about your relationship or what your relationship was at that time to tarot cards? Because you had a daily practice around it. Yeah, it was really an intuitive practice and it was forcing me to get honest with myself. Um, And I was just, you know, especially when it comes to men in relationships and wanting to just understand myself in that department better. And so I started a daily practice and it was just, sometimes it was really challenging for me because it's like, I didn't want, doesn't really tell you what you want to hear, you know, where it's like sometimes a friend would or whoever. Yeah. It, it tarot's kind of like, Hey, like, what are you, what are you really doing here? You know, what's your, yeah. what are you looking for? Like, what's your end goal? And once you start to understand the cards in that way, it's, very helpful as a guide and it was really instrumental in, in me understanding myself in relationship in relationship to the the South African guy and just how I was like operating in kind of the shadows side of myself that was coming through in that relationship and in my like re- like refusal of letting it go well it's what's fun what's funny is like at that time you kept getting the same cards or the same message and it was funny. I mean, funny, I mean, funny as in like air quotes funny, but it's like, you know, it's, it's that same type of feeling of like, I'm going to keep asking and hope there's a different result. <laughs> so you know? I was, and the, one of the cards was the eight of cups, which a lot is very much just means move on. And there's the first voice I heard, cause I wasn't listening to the cards. The first voice I heard was move on. Like there, there's one of my spirit guides is certainly trying to help me in the men department but like one of the voices came in and it was just like move on and it was so strange and I messaged you right away and I was like um I just heard a voice like yeah. in my dream. I was like I think it's just telling me to like move on from this nap though I don't think it's telling me to move on from yeah this- yeah, like, it's definitely not. Da- it's definitely not the guy. It's like we totally. Yeah, right. yeah. We have a soul connection, so there's <laughs> can't be him. When oh, you're like, goodness. you're like, obviously, I need to not nap, and it's like, yeah. like, Maggie, I don't know. I don't know that that's what it's saying. Why don't you ask the spirit guide again? Yeah. Yeah. So really ridiculous. But yeah, and I, you know, and that's the other thing, like free will. You know, a lot of a lot of people who aren't 
Um, and I, and I really love your conversation that you had with Gwen too, when you talked about Taro, because she also said like, it's always our choice. Like we have choices. Like we are the people who, you know, kind of pave our own, our own path. And I think sometimes people look at astrology or any of these tools as like telling you what to do. Like there's a lot of mistrust and confusion around it. Like that tarot is fortune telling or that all of it's kind of fortune telling in some way. And that's just not true at all. It's like, here's how you can just get real with yourself and face these parts of you that are pretty hard to face that you've been ignoring. And also like you can do it in kind of a fun way, but also like it'll just bring you into a deeper place of confidence um because like once you can own those parts of yourself that feel really hard to own like you you can just operate from a a place of ease you know and so that's sort of been also my goal with it um but yeah it it, it, is a challenge it's challenging and and it's that's where the work gets really hard and as a life coach which i which i also am now i don't know if we talked about that and i think you know in your experience too sometimes with clients it can just be like there's a lot of avoidance to wanting to just face those difficult parts of ourselves yeah yeah (laughs) and and i've always gone to tara and other healing modalities and i've done this my whole life to just give me another perspective, like Mm, one that I can't think about. Like, it's like, I can't think my way through this. And especially if I'm feeling very limited, like there's one or the other, that's when I always go to tarot. And and, and usually it is a reading of some kind. And so it's, I want another perspective so then I can decide where it lands or where I want to land. But I, I think it's something that has negative connotation sometimes in society, but it can be so helpful and so useful, especially when you start forming a relationship to some of the cards. Like one, I know you and I both share a relationship to the tower card. Mm -hmm. Um, And Gwen and I talked about like a few cards in particular. And Gwen is actually going to come on the podcast in November and talk about her millennial life crisis. Um, So that will be exciting. Um, But I think it's a great tool and it's something that when I actually feel stuck when I'm coaching someone, I flip over a card and I'll just yeah. glance at it and I don't try and think about it too much. But if I ever have that moment of like, I feel really stuck, sometimes that is it's useful even from the yeah. other side of the phone. Yeah. And I've stopped reading, doing daily polls because I started to feel a little overthinking it with some parts of my life, which so I still love to go to other readers though, for like for that exact reason of like, I need a new perspective. I'm not seeing this clearly, or I'm too afraid to get honest with myself, which can happen as well. So now I sort of do like weekly card pulls about the week ahead and I practice, like I'll just go through, cause I love to read for other people. And a lot of times that just comes through way clearer for me versus me doing it for myself all every single day. But I do, I do love it. Yeah. So I want to touch on like what your offerings are now, but before we go there, we have to touch on the fact that you were in the spiritual awakened place mm-hmm. and then you went back into the world mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of things felt like they were crashing down. Yeah. You don't have to go into too much detail around it because I know it's a lot, but if you just want to give like the bare bones of how it felt to be so open and so mm-hmm. in a way change, but then go back into like a world, like it's almost as if you like what back to like, working in your old office every day you know yeah so take us into that so i went from yeah hibernating in my apartment for three months to being at a overnight summer camp for three months three months with like you know 300 people and it was really overwhelming 
for me. And I was excited about it initially because I, I was wanting to get out of the city and it's this place I used to work in college. Um, and I was so excited about it. A good friend of mine owns it and it's so beautiful and it's like naturey. And so I was like, couldn't wait to get up there. And I think I thought I was like going to be a camper. Like I, I think my idea of it was like, Oh, I'm going to summer camp. Like I can play tennis and I can do arts and crafts and I can swim. And then like, not the reality. Cause I had a, my job there was like over overseeing an, an entire age group and some counselors. And yeah, I just, again, I didn't really know how to kind of like merge the spiritual side of me with the social side of me. And so I felt like I was regressing and then I was just totally taking on all these different like energies now that I, and I was just like kind of frantic and, and exhausted. So, and I was in resistance the whole time, which I understand now, but like, I wanted it to be fun and I kept just wanting it to be fun and easy. And it wasn't, and that bummed me out. So I didn't really let the experience like just be what it was. I kind of just was in a state of resistance. I was like, I can't go. I'm supposed to be showing up, you know? And then I started like all these shoulds of like, I want to show up and just like be fun. You know, I had this idea of this kind of person I wanted to be there and I wasn't showing up as that person. I was kind of showing up as like this old version of me that like was kind of like cynical. So that was hard. Um, and I felt disconnected from myself and I felt disconnected from the spiritual practices that I had just come into when I stopped doing a lot of the spiritual practices that were making me feel really good. And you also and, got sick at the end for like two weeks. So you know, your, your body got, and it wasn't COVID or anything. It was like your body got so run down. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that experience, when you left, like, I think it was only about a week later, you felt lighter again. Yeah. And you got to so, return back yeah. to yourself. Yeah. It was almost immediately. And I had, I had an energy clearing with an energy session and it, and I could feel it. And that was when I felt good. Cause I was, I realized that I was still obviously connected to spirit, but I was like, Oh, I can really feel this lightness after this crazy summer. And I almost, almost immediately, it was just like a switch. I felt like my, like a part, like myself. And I felt like I was kind of, you know, I also was really trying to analyze like, what is here for me? What am I supposed to be learning? Like, what is this lesson? You know, I was really overthinking that side of it too. And I just kind of dropped it. Like it was over. Then I was just done with it. And I, I felt like uh, I was just onward, you know, like what's next. I'm going to, I need to focus on coaching and, and what I want to do, but it, <laughs> it was tough. Yeah. 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 And you know, I didn't think about this then, but I'm thinking about it now as you also, that same feeling of wanting to run away came back mm. when you left, like in the same way, when you came back from South Africa and you're like, I just need to get out of here. Yeah. that's exactly what happened when you left camp. Like you were, you were spending, you know, a lot of time trying to find a place that, that felt what you needed, yeah. but also was reason like reasonable and that you could get there and all of that stuff. Like it was, and it was always a trip. And, you know, at the time I, I also felt like you needed it based on needing that break. But now that we just talk through you running, you know, mm -hmm. when you came back, it's like, it's almost like that same feeling of like, when you notice that you are like wanting to run away from something, that's probably when you need the most presence. Yeah. And since, yeah, it's funny you bring up, cause I, I, then I went to Costa Rica, like, so I got, and I was like, I just need to, you know, reconnect. Well, there myself. was a while, there was like yeah. a month. There was a you. month. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but I took that month and I still was in a state of like, 
I was, it was a really constant feeling of like, where am I supposed to be going? Cause, and this was also like, I'm nomadic right now. Like I, I was excited for that. And I was like, new things are just, new doors are just going to open, la di da. And then I was like, well, then what is it? Like, what's the right, almost obsessed with like, what's the next right thing that I'm supposed to do, which is not a great perspective to have. And I, so I was kind of obsessed with finding like the right place. You know, life is not, I think it can be really hard. Like, I, I think that like, those are still questions that like, I'm hard, hard, hard on myself with. Like I, by no means like, you know, this, a spiritual awakening isn't like the answer, you know, I, I would say like life happens, like as long as you're a human being, like there's going to be anxiety, like there's going to be confusion, like there's going to be doubt. But like what I will say happened with the awakening and even like all the difficult feelings I had over the summer, it was like, there wasn't that ultimate, even with wanting to run away, it was like, I didn't, I wasn't wanting to like escape myself. I didn't, I didn't really have that like hollow feeling that I had like prior to the awakening. So I would say like the, the boredom and the numbness were pretty much like, were not the issues that I was, I was facing like post awakening, if you will. So that's really all they kind of like did for me was like really bring me into a deeper sense of, of meaning, even with all of the other emotions on top of it. I didn't, and I didn't numb, you know, like I didn't go back back to drinking like I wasn't wanting to like escape in that same kind of way I just still felt this you know like our our habits are pretty deeply wired so like my habit to want to just like go it would it's also kind of like something I have to understand in myself I think it's always going to be there like I'm always sort of craving like the next experience and I, I just have to learn how to like you know do that in a way that's not um destructive or impulsive but that was kind of the thing. I was like, okay, now I'm done with this. Like what's next now? I need like the next experience, but I do want to like em emphasize that like the numbing thing wasn't, wasn't present. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't like you were running away from yourself. Like you were, you know, in podcast and podcast one, it was, you were running away from a bit of like societal structure and also just wanting to have peace with yourself. Like you just yeah. wanted to be able to be with yourself and, process and now you had trust within yourself so you could sit with yourself right you weren't afraid of yourself anymore at this point yeah. mm -hmm. you just wanted you just wanted the space and the freedom to be and to decompress and i think probably to you know re-engage in some of the spiritual stuff and just like breathe yeah so yeah you're right and i think that's a really important distinction so i'm i'm super glad that you said it because it wasn't a running it was never a running this time from you it was a running from just like everything else so that you could be with you. Yeah. Yeah. So bring us into now and please touch on some of the offerings that you have too, but now you are coaching and you are doing readings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've combined, so one-to-one -one coaching is I'm still, yeah, I'm doing that, but the one of the other offerings that I'm putting together now, and I was brainstorming this with you for a while, I was kind of like, I want to put the three things together that have really helped me the most. And that's human design and tarot and coaching. And I was trying to figure out the best way to do it. And I landed on something recently that I'm really excited about, which is like a month long container that is designed to just for anyone who's can relate to what I'm saying or feeling stuck or feeling confused or feeling disconnected from themselves and just wanting to reconnect with themselves and understand themselves on a deeper level. It's so I put together a, a month long program, which includes um, two human design readings, two life coaching calls and two weekly tarot card pulls to for journaling. So it's kind of like this container of like, 
almost like a kickstart. Like human design can really tell you a lot. And I include a little bit of astrology in it as well. So kind of understanding your energy in the world, understanding how you're meant to operate a little bit, understanding a little bit of, you know, because we're all like two sides, you know, shadow, dark, however you want to phrase like the shadow, gift, light, dark, it's two sides of the same coin. So that's inherent within all of us. So understanding our shadow sides on a deeper level to just know when we're in them and to know whether that's not our highest and best selves, but those are the lessons, right? So really kind of embracing shadow a little bit to just understand it better. That's what it's really helped me with. And Tarot has done that as well. So it's a container to deepen self-knowledge really. And so I'm really excited about that. And I'm starting that one in like November 1st, most likely. And then I also offer just free, uh, not well, free sometimes. <laughs> I'm also doing Tarot readings. I've been doing free tower readings and I'm starting to charge it's on my website um, for a recording. So I like the pre-recorded ones because I'll just, you ask a question and I'll send it right to your inbox. It's just like a four, four card reading of for about 15 minutes. And those are really fun. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I will put Maggie's links in the show notes so you can find them. And I'll also include the links of the healers that she touched on today. So mm-hmm. Caitlin Marino is the energy okay. healer. And I also go to her. Gwen Walsh is a tarot reader. I did another podcast with Gwen on the relationship recovery podcast. And she is in her twenties and is a, I, in my opinion, a pretty well-known and very smart tarot reader. Yeah. And then Bess Matassa is like, there's no description of Bess that would be, <laughs> that would be accurate because she's so, yeah. she's just like a very magical and intuitive person. Okay. And She takes her intuition, you know, she takes the cards and she also does astrology and she blends it all together in this really fluid way. And so Mm -hmm. I'll put her, her, all of their contact information into so you can Mm -hmm. go to these people and tell them that you want to be, you want your spiritual awakening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They'll laugh. (laughs) They'll laugh because they know, (laughs) they know both Maggie and I. But Maggie, this was great. And thank you so much for unpacking this part of your story with us. I know that it can be very vulnerable to talk about a lot of these things, but I think you did a really great job of showing how you can get through all these different pieces of life and then get to a point when you're like, okay, I just figured a lot of things out, but now I also feel like I know nothing. And yeah. you <laughs> and you started yeah. to figure that out because you were open to it. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.